Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams coaching staff gets a shuffle. Plus, could the Rams get a new training facility soon? And later, plenty of question marks at the quarterback position in the rest of the West. We'll get into it next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio on the fan-sided network. If you guys are watching me on YouTube, make sure you guys head over to ramblinfan.com. You can check me out there. If you guys are hearing the audio-only version of this, make sure you guys head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe there. We break the show into different segments, little clips that you guys can get there as well. We do not have a giveaway for you guys tonight. We are taking just a little bit of a hiatus on that while we kind of restructure the way that we handle those. We might bring back some trivia questions, but that'll all kind of tie in as we progress into bringing back live versions of Ram Showcase. So keep your guys' eyes open on that one. We'll keep you uh, updated on the Ram Showcase social media pages as well as the community section on the Rams YouTube channel. But live shows are on their way back. Like I said, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Got some cool stuff to get into. It's it's off-season time, so no game previews, obviously. I can't game. I can't do a preview for a game that's in 165 days from now, or maybe it's 195 days from now. I don't remember exactly how far out it is, but it's a, it's a good chunk of time. We have a lot of stuff to get into before we head back into the game previews. But I wanted to start with this one uh, because the... The first thing that we'll look at as far as the season goes is always going to be the coaching staff. That's always the first thing that we'll dive into. And it looks like the Rams are pretty much full now that uh, we've seen our departures. We've seen other guys come in. So we'll go ahead and talk about those ones. We'll start here with uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay. This this story kind of blew up a little bit more than I anticipated it to blow up. And the whole rumor started right after the Super Bowl was that Sean McVay was going to leave the sideline and go into the booth. And I don't know about you guys, I immediately kind of felt like this was not going to be the case. I it, it didn't really feel like Sean McVay at 36 years old was ready to leave coaching and go into the booth. But 
I don't think he would do a bad job in the booth by any means. I just, it just doesn't feel like he's ready to do that. So he did officially, though, confirm to ESPN that he is not going to be headed to TV, although it sounds like Amazon was offering over $100 million for Sean McVay. So that's kind of an interesting way that this uh, developed. And what we kind of know now is that, it, I don't know if it was really done on purpose, but there is something here that says that that kind of tells us that he's he used that TV potential, that possibility of being on TV to leverage into some more money from the Rams. So the report said that he was being offered about $17 million a year to go into the booth. So he would have made about a million dollars a game in the booth, but he's making currently on his current contract about eight and a half million from the Los Angeles Rams. But I'll let you guys know that the rumors now are kind of swirling back around uh, as he's now staying with the Rams, that it does look like he's going to get an extension with the team. And I'm sure that Stan Kroenke, who has some pretty deep pockets, is is going to to extend a, a pretty hefty chunk towards Sean McVay. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that one with this with social media, of course. Uh, quick note: I did add somebody on the social media team. You guys might know him, Adrian. He's actually the drummer on the on the Ram Showcase outro music. Uh, he he was the drummer for that one. I'm guitar, and Aaron does the vocals, but he's. That's the you guys get the instrumental version because that would be ridiculous. But uh, but Adrian will be handling that one. And so the second we hear about that one, you guys will hear that as well as far as the Sean McVay extension goes. Other than that, uh, new guys that the Rams are bringing in. The Rams did hire the former position assistant coach Liam Cohen as offensive coordinator. He was a former assistant, like I said, with the Los Angeles Rams. Last year, he spent time with Kentucky and Kentucky. I think you can see if you guys are. Are, are watchers of the entire industry of football, then you guys did see that, that Kentucky benefited from Liam. So him coming back in, I think that's a pretty big benefit. But I also think that this means that that, that Sean McVay is going to continue calling the, the offense for the Los Angeles Rams. Kind of like Kevin O'Connell, he was the offensive coordinator last year, but he wasn't really calling much. He did call the, uh, it was the, I want to say it was the Broncos game in preseason, which was that last one, I believe, is the the only one that he actually called on offense. Rams also hiring back former offensive coordinator Greg Olson. So Greg Olson, he looks like that Bond villain. He's spent time with the Vegas Raiders. He is now back. And I don't have official positions on all these guys yet. Even the Rams' official website does not have their titles listed at this time. So we'll get all that updated as well as we kind of learn more at what roles these guys are playing. Uh, there are some openings. We know that Liam is offensive coordinator. We know that there's a tight end coach uh, position open. So we'll kind of keep the, keep our eyes on that one. Rams also expected to have an increased role for running back coach Thomas Brown. And what that kind of sounds like is an assistant head coach situation. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was a big player in the Rams offense last year, and it kind of feels like Thomas Brown will kind of have a little bit more of that expanded role in the offense, helping out guys like Liam, who's now, I mean, he's, his, Liam's trajectory has been pretty extreme going from an assistant position coach to then going to Kentucky. Now he's the Rams offensive coordinator. So I think Thomas Brown will be playing a hand in that as well. Defensive line coach Eric Henderson did get extended, and this is great news because he was being kind of in conversations about 
defensive coordinator at other positions as far as other teams that they were looking for coaches and stuff. So uh, to have Eric Henderson be extended with the Los Angeles Rams, I think that's good news for us. And hopefully that means that he can stick around for quite a while because I think we've seen the progression of some of these defensive players and I mean, he's he's a good football coach. So uh, Aaron Donald's benefited from him. We've seen the improvements from Greg Gaines. Sebastian Joseph Day's gotten a lot better. Ashawn Robinson had his best season of his career. So it's good news to keep him around. Rams also hired Jeremy Springer as assistant special teams coach to go along with Joe D coaching up the special teams with Matt Gay, Johnny Hecker, and Brandon Powell, who we do hope returns. I know most fans at least hope he is going to return as the uh, the kick returner. But he was the uh, former special teams coach of Marshall. So he's coming in to help our L.A. Rams now as well. Rams do hire Jake Peets. He was the former LSU offensive coordinator. He did coach with Sean McVay back in 2014 in Washington. The Commanders, and I'm I'm starting to get used to that now, I guess. It's only been a couple weeks that they've been called that, but I'm I'm trying. I'm doing my best to call them the, the Commanders, no longer the football team. But they did work together in 2014. Uh, Pete has worked with some big names, Nick Saban, Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, Matt Rule. These are all guys who have pretty extensive coaching history in the NFL. So he's coming off of a pretty good tree, which is good news. And they've worked together before. So Jake Pete's coming in as well on the offensive side. Some departures. We know that Kevin O'Connell is now the Vikings head coach. He did take off. He was the Rams offensive coordinator last year, like I had mentioned. He's now going to be heading it at the Minnesota Vikings, so that's good news for him. But he is taking one of our coaches, Wes Phillips. Wade Phillips' son is going to be the offensive coordinator under KOC out there. And I wanted to mention this one because... He kind of took a shot at us a little bit, guys. And uh, Wes Phillips, he said that he can feel the passion from the Vikings fans, something that Rams fans lacked. And uh, he's only been gone now for about four days, and he can already get bent, all right? Because he's just trashing us now. He leaves and then just trashes us immediately. So, first of all, not cool. And second of all, I think he's dealing with the wrong fans, all right? So, if he thinks that the Rams fans have zero passion, then he doesn't know a, myself and my squad out here, and he doesn't know most of you guys, because if you guys are watching me in, you know, late February rolling into March, then uh, he doesn't know us, all right? So, rude shots here from Wes Phillips. Feel free to take that to social media as you guys see fit. Let's move on here. The Rams are in discussions to potentially get a new training facility. Right now, training in Irvine, California. And they've been there for, you know, since they've returned to Los Angeles in 2016, been practicing at Irvine, California. And, I mean, if you guys watched Hard Knocks, you know that there's, like, no AC there. And when training camp rolls around and you're dealing with the the Southern California heat and you don't have AC, uh, that could be a problem. So what we're looking at now is that... Uh, that the Rams are looking at a spot in Woodland Hills. It used to be a mall, but it's a 35-acre lot in Woodland Hills that the Rams are looking at. And it's kind of interesting the way these negotiations are kind of unfolding right now because no one on any side is talking about it. And everybody is refusing comment on these negotiations or that the Rams are having these conversations at all. And I, I find that a little bit interesting. We're kind of seeing that silent stand kind of creep back in and I thought we were a little bit done with that, especially when when at the parade, you see Stan Kroenke like fist pump into music out there. And now he's back to like, no, it's business time and I'm not going to say anything. So 
he he quickly turned that back around. But uh, this this spot here, the 35 acres, is large enough to have a practice facility as well as a team headquarters. So it seems like the Woodland Hills spot could be really where most of the magic happens as far as the L.A. Rams are concerned. This is the same lot that the L.A. Dodgers explored as a possible minor league lot. They were going to build a stadium there. Was, I think they were looking at a 15,000-seat stadium there uh, for their minor league team, but I don't want to get into the MLB. I think the MLB is kind of terrible right now, but uh, they the, the Dodgers wouldn't allow the Angels to participate, so somehow it got blocked, and they couldn't put it there, so they went with somewhere else, but... This could have a very similar path to the SoFi Stadium project where you buy the land, then you build up what you want to build up, which would be the facilities and training facilities, uh, the headquarters and training facilities, and then kind of try to develop the land around it. I don't know if you guys have been out to SoFi. I'm sure most of you guys have, but the, the lot itself is absolutely gorgeous. You go across the street, little sketchy. All right, we were not willing to walk back to our hotel. It wasn't that far away, but that was not part of our plans myself um being my colorado self out here uh, was not willing to do that but it does kind of seem like that is the path here is is purchase the land then build up the facility try to develop around it you know uh, like i said sofi is absolutely gorgeous and all the 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 amenities that are out around sofi is is obviously increasing everything that that is around there so that's kind of what we're looking at right now i don't have a timeline for you guys at this moment like i said the negotiations are still in the process right now so we don't have uh, a timeline on this it does look like the rams will still be practicing at that irvine spot for at least probably i would guess the next couple of years we know when stan Kroenke goes big he goes real big you know what i mean sofi took forever and like seven billion dollars so what was it four years that it that sofi took it was a long time all right and so we know that uh, that if if he does it there, then he's he's gonna want to go big with it, which is great news for us because that means that that uh, we'll see some pretty cool stuff with the LA Rams. Moving on here, I wanted to mention just one thing about my free agency predictions that I talked about last week, which I'm getting some awesome response from you guys. Everybody's watching that, which is good news, but uh, and leaving me your guys's opinions as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to correct is I said that Brandon Powell was not a free agent. That is incorrect. He is a free agent. I just kind of looked at it wrong, so that's on me. Uh, but really, my, my predictions, like I said, are pretty fluid. All of my opinions in, in life and free agents are, are pretty fluid. And, and as more information comes to me, I'm willing to shift how I, how I believe this stuff is going to unfold. But right now, uh, largely remaining the same, but I'll be honest, this Andrew Whitworth stuff is impacting some of my thoughts a little bit here because if Witt does return, I think that does change some of my opinions on who I think the Rams will be wanting to bring back. A, because money will be a little bit tighter if Witt does return. And also, I mean, he's a great leader and we can push all that stuff back another year if he wants to return because his presence, not only in the locker room, but also in that huddle is absolutely massive for this team. So if he does decide to return... Uh, based on some words of Wayne Gretzky, of uh, the only thing better than winning one is winning two, and I think he's getting into Witt's head a little bit, and he's not officially said he's retiring. So, basically, what I'm looping around here to is that if if Witt does return, I don't think that Brian Allen returns. I th I already had Brian Allen not returning, but I think that that kind of would solidify that because I think Coleman Shelton is a better center than Brian Allen is anyway. Now, Brian Allen is also a guy that lost his starting job before, so I don't think that that's out of pocket to say that, and I think that that will kind of continue as uh, as we kind of move forward. I think we'll start to see that um, 
the, the, these dominoes fall. I think Allen will be part of that. I also think Noteboom is back either way. I think that this team likes Joe Noteboom and uh, his his spot as a backup. He can play four positions on the offensive line. He can play left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle. So that's obviously huge. you got to have that versatility. And one thing that we've seen with the Rams is versatility goes a long way. Another reason why I think Brian Allen would be out, he can really only play center as some of the other guys that we have, Corbett and Shelton, they can play center or guard. So that versatility is massive. But... Uh, without Wit, it does look like the Rams will probably try to keep some more continuity. So if he does not return, I would anticipate a few more of those names sticking around. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. But on the other side, we'll get into the rest of the West. A lot of questions involving the quarterbacks on all three other teams except for the Los Angeles Rams. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's get into the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. We'll start with the Seattle Seahawks. Quarterback Russell Wilson has removed all Seahawks references on his Twitter, as well as his Instagram. The feeling has always been, uh, entering this offseason, that he will stick around in Seattle, but... Now we're kind of getting those question marks. He removes all of his stuff, you know, all of his Seahawks references on his on his Twitter. And this is Mr. Go Hawks, you know what I mean? So that's actually kind of a big deal. Even his profile pictures changed. So is this a leverage to get more money like Kyler Murray, like we think Kyler Murray is doing? But then, you know, we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals in a second. But there's there's a lot of different factors that go into this. And it's kind of interesting that in 2022, this is kind of how players get things done is social media. And that's just the world we're living in right now. But to see uh, Russell Wilson take all the Seattle Seahawks references off of his Twitter at this time of the year, we're still in February heading into March here. That's I mean, that's something that we got to kind of look into. And of course, it's being talked about and speculated on right now uh, across all media. But there's a lot of questions that go into this and it with the, the, the coaching staff returning with Pete Carroll returning to the Seahawks. Is that something that he likes? Is it something that he doesn't like? Is there conversations going on behind closed doors that we just don't know about yet and we're about to find out about? I mean, we'll kind of see as these dominoes start falling with quarterbacks right now, but Russell Wilson, he's still in those conversations. And there's a lot of teams that we kind of are looking at as far as uh, as, as far as potential landing spots for some of these veteran names. And, you know, some of those names are are teams like the Denver Broncos, who have a pretty strong roster, but really just need to solidify that quarterback spot. Bridgewater and Locke just weren't getting it done last year. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben retiring. The Indianapolis Colts sound like they're ready to get rid of Carson Wentz. And the Miami Dolphins with a new coach coming in now that Brian Flores is now in Pittsburgh. It kind of seems like there's a, a situation where... Where, where Tua may not be safe. And, you know, Tua being the only left-handed quarterback in the league, and I, I know some people don't think that that's a big deal, but it kind of is. Uh, if From the receiver perspective, it can be a factor. But those are teams that you're kind of looking for right now and teams that have the ability and and the opening to, to want to push for a new quarterback. So uh, I would say right now that, you know, if Rodgers chooses to stay in Green Bay, it kind of feels like, Russell Wilson will be the guy that everybody's going to target and then everybody else below that will kind of fall after that like your Russell will or excuse me your your Carson Wentz your Tua your Teddy Bridgewaters uh your Trubisky's all that they'll kind of fall down after that but if if Rodgers does stick around which I'm getting the feeling he will then Russell Wilson could be that big name let's take a look at the Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray 
He is being sold in such a negative light from the team right now. They're kind of bashing him. They're saying that he's selfish. He's self-centered, all this stuff. And, you know, we can kind of see that from his body language on the sideline. I mean, when you see him throw an interception, and you can ask Cardinals fans about this because I don't, I don't know a single Cardinals fan that does not feel this way about Kyler Murray, that they don't like his body language. I know Mike, the AZ sports fan uh, on the NFC West network that we started, he kind of has that feeling too of, you know, he's kind of got that diva mentality a little bit. And is it time to move on from a guy like Kyler Murray? And I mean, if it is, then the Arizona Cardinals are a hot spot to be. I mean, that's a spot that I would, I would see, Aaron Rodgers wanting to go to. I don't know if if uh, Seattle would be willing to trade Russ in division. I think that would be a little bit of a stretch. But a Carson Wentz makes a lot of sense there. Uh, maybe Tua, maybe not. I, I would say Carson Wentz is a lot more realistic. But Kyler Murray also, though. I mean, he's he's young enough and talented enough that a. I mean, he can absolutely go play baseball if that's what he wants to do. In, in fact, m- many people think that he's a better baseball player than he is a football player. So if he wanted to do that, I mean, the MLB is. A disaster right now but if he wanted to he could probably get picked up by a team probably tomorrow if you wanted to but uh the the possibilities for a trade uh they they kind of tie in uh, the similar teams as russell wilson but you got to look at miami the colts green bay is a team that i kind of mentioned because of that aaron Rodgers aspect of it if Rodgers does choose to to get out of Green Bay and that's something that he wants to do is is move on then it would make sense that uh like a Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers plus some stuff from Arizona to Green Bay could make sense here I mean look at the Arizona Cardinals they're built to win right now and they're in obviously a very tough division you got the Super Bowl champions in their division with the with the Rams but uh, you got, you know, weapons. You got A.J. Green. You got DeAndre Hopkins. You got Zach Ertz, who is a free agent, but it looks like they want to bring him back. You got playmakers on the defensive side. J.J. Watt will have another year. Uh, Buda Baker. I mean, they they do have free agents like every team has free agents right now. No, nobody's been, I think one person's been re-signed, and that was with the Panthers, I think. So we're still getting into all that, but the, or the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they do have weapons, and this would be a good spot for uh, for a guy like Rodgers, but... It's, I'm kind of getting the feeling that if any of the, the quarterbacks in, in the rest of the West are going to be leaving, it kind of feels like it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyler Murray. Uh, Russ, I think, still stays, but I mean, now the, the questions are arising, and, and it is a conversation that we're, that we're beginning to have now uh, with the way that everything's unfolding. But Kyler also is a guy who, who removed all the, the team references. He, he pulled off all the Cardinals stuff from his, from his Instagram, so... Uh, it's kind of an interesting way that that can happen, you know, that now in, in 2022, you can just remove your team name from your social media and everybody is like, oh, well, he wants out. It's over, <laughs> you know, uh, but if, I mean, you can look at Von Miller. He still has just Denver Broncos on his. He he has Texas A&M, Denver Broncos. He, has, he doesn't say anything about the Rams. Uh, but speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Uh, it does look like he's he's on the move. He did say goodbye to the fan base. So the question is now is do the 49ers trust Trey Lance? Is that is that going to be how they kind of project their future? Because there's a lot of questions and, and names and rumors being popped up as far as the, the 49ers go. I mean, Brady has been a conversation about that. I don't think that that'll happen. It kind of sounds like the Tom Brady and Sean Payton booth could be a real thing. I, I I don't know if you would start that year one, but it sounds like that could potentially happen. Uh, but it does feel like the wrong decision was made if 
if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's on his way out and there's still conversations about quarterbacks coming in, kind of feels like the 49ers are admitting that Trey Lance probably wasn't the right call. And they gave up, what, three first-round picks to go up and get him? So that's kind of rough if he's not your guy. And I think you at least have to give him that shot. So... Uh, like I said, uh, the rumors are appearing out of nowhere. I mean, like the Brady rumor kind of popped up out of nowhere. Uh, the Rodgers one, the Wentz one has been mentioned as well. It'd be kind of interesting to see Carson Wentz in this division. I think that he's he's got the talent and he would have a team around him. But we said that about the Colts last year. So would that be something in? I mean, it's it's pretty rare that the that that rumors. I mean, as they pop up out of thin air, it's rare that they have no basis at all. It's it's very rare that just some dude on Twitter is like, "Hey, this might happen. Tom Brady might go to San Fran." That doesn't just happen, and they get picked up. There's usually something agents or teams or players. Somebody is giving some some information somewhere, and that's what really kicks kicks off a rumor. And it could be for leverage. It could be for a lot of different things, but. They rarely have no basis at all. Usually it's something in there that it, somebody's trying to get something going. But really, if the 49ers do trust Trey Lance, then then we none of that really matters. And they'll just kind of go on with Trey Lance. But uh, for potential trades uh, to help out Trey Lance, if they were to, to be ready for him to kind of take on their future... I mean, sending Garoppolo to the Buccaneers, who definitely need a quarterback right now, makes a lot of sense. And they've got the weapons, they've got the capital, they've got the ability to send something to the 49ers to make it worth their time as well. But I've been saying it for a while, I said it to CG, a part of the NFC West Network as well, that I Garoppolo's done. And knowing that takes away all of his value. You know, as I mean, if if every team in the NFL knows that you want to get rid of a guy, why would they offer you anything of value if they can just wait for you to release them or lowball you until you just basically have to take whatever they offer? So that's kind of what we're looking at right now. But it does seem like the the Rams could be the only team in the NFC West to return their starting quarterback, which is honestly kind of wild right now that to think about that Matthew Stafford coming in for the L.A. Rams might be the only one continuing on as we head into the 2022 season so something to keep your eyes on uh, as we get closer into free agency and and draft time we'll obviously kind of start to the the fuzziness of the future will start to clear up a little bit and we'll kind of get some more clarity on that we got fan quesos for you coming up next though so don't move Welcome back in, Rams fans. Let's get into some fan quesos here. This first one here is going to come from Robert. What do you think the Rams will do about the linebacker group? Improve or stay the same? You know, largely, I think that this is going to stay the same. I think that we'll see a lot of these guys returning, but, I mean, there's obviously question marks about guys like uh, Von Miller, if he's going to return. I don't know if I really expect him to return or not. It kind of feels like he would like to stay. It kind of feels like the Rams want him back, but is money going to work out? Uh, that's kind of the question right now. And, I mean, let's not pretend like he's not going to have a market and that he would probably be needing to take less money from the L.A. Rams than uh, so potentially some other teams. So that's something we got to look at as well. But ultimately, I think it stays largely the same. I think that, like, if, if I were to guess starters today 
on the for the Rams linebackers. I'm going to say either Von Miller or Justin Hollins and Leonard Floyd. Those guys would be the outside. And then I'm going to go with Traven Howard and Ernest Jones in the middle there because, I mean, the, that combo was probably our strongest combo. Troy Reader just not really getting it done, especially closer to the end of the season. Had a couple, like, every once in a while he'd have a play and you were like, okay, man, this guy, this guy could do it, man. But then... Then the very next play, he's getting like he's trying to tackle somebody, hanging onto their waist and getting drugged ten more yards. So from your linebackers, you just can't really see that kind of stuff. Uh, you just got to be able to perform a little bit better than that uh, from from a middle linebacker, especially somebody who's who's got to be that run stuffer. I mean, there's there's evidence we could point to and plays that we could pull up and stuff that like of just like this was a first down because Troy Reader couldn't tackle or. Uh, situations like uh, like a touchdown that if if Troy Reader could have just filled that gap, then uh, we wouldn't have had that issue. So uh, I'm gonna get over to the YouTube channel real fast. Uh, my one of my uh, streams here, or um, one of my sections here, is not loading for me. So I'll pull that up on a different uh, computer here. But I'll get into the YouTube version for you guys, and we'll get into those questions. So this one's gonna come from John. Rank the NFL's top five active quarterbacks. If Stafford is not in the top five, then where do you think he ranks? Solid question, John. Um, so I I think that okay. So let's go. Let's I I think the top five is decently easy uh, for myself at least. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with uh, I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL. Behind that, I really do think Justin Herbert would be would be my number two. Then I go Mahomes. Then I go Rodgers. Then I go Wilson. I, I wouldn't put I, I wouldn't put uh, Matthew Stafford in the top five right now. I think he's top ten for sure. He's definitely in that six to ten gap. You know, uh, there's there's guys that I think have more talent than 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 Matthew Stafford, like just raw talent, but. Matthew Stafford's also got something that we saw throughout the playoffs that is something you can't really quantify, which is like, like when we needed him to make a big play, he made a big play. And uh, th- then you have guys like uh, like Lamar Jackson, who is way more physically gifted than Matthew Stafford, but definitely not a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. So I would put him about that in anywhere from 6 to 10, really. And I think it almost depends on the week, too, because if you look at a game, uh, let me think of an example, uh, game... Game one against the 49ers. That was not a good game for Matthew Stafford. Like, he's not a top 15 quarterback in that game. But then, throughout the playoffs, he's a top five guy. You know what I mean? So, I think there's a there's a little bit of a range. And I think it's always fluid. Who is the best quarterback at the time or anything like that. So, uh, he's, he's in that top 10 range for sure. This next one here, or next couple here, come from Edwin. Would you rather have the same team from the 2021 season or start 2022... Uh, to start 2022 or add some new players who do you think oh that's the the end of that question so (laughs) I would say I want to add some more I mean it wasn't perfect you know what I mean so like there was times where guys like Troy Reader being the starters out there it's like ah it's like we could be better here you know so I would say shift it around just a little bit and uh, I would like to add some new guys I mean like I said it wasn't perfect November didn't win a game the Rams did not win a November game so I mean that kind of stuff plays in obviously and I don't know that's a ultimate like large majority of this team I mean they won the Super Bowl so I mean it's hard to go against that so obviously we want to see most of these guys back but yeah there's always spots that you can improve always at any given time you cannot be perfect it's not possible who do you think would win in an arm wrestling match AD or Miles Garrett dude AD all day bro that's an easy one 
Have you seen Aaron Donald? Do you see him at the parade? That guy's insane. He has an eight pack. He like, he's, the dude's massive. All right. Uh, who do you, th- uh, do you think Cup, Odell, and Woods make the best wide receiver trio in the NFL? You know, it's unfortunate that we've literally never seen it. We like the second we signed OBJ, Robert Woods is out, tears his ACL. So I like, I don't know. That's um, we need to see it first if if I'm gonna say that it's the best. Because what if there's some conflicts here? What if OBJ? What if he was cool all season because he wasn't, you know, dealing with Woods and Cup getting all the catches? You know that something to consider. But I would say right now, I would say yeah, that is the best. That's the most talented trio that you could possibly have, which is, gosh, to, to think of those three guys on the field at the same time. Who do you cover if, if that's the case? I mean, you can't, nobody can cover Cooper Cup. And then you also add, like, trying to cover Cooper Cup while Robert Woods and OBJ are running routes too? Dude, bananas. This one comes from Payo Time. Uh, if you guys haven't subbed to Payo Time on YouTube, awesome Rams content over there. He does a lot of live stuff. Uh, he does the the watch parties for the games. If, uh, I know we don't have a game for a while, but I know some of you guys look for that, and uh, he's a great, great spot to be there with. Um, good dude. Uh, would you rather have? Would you rather Andrew Whitworth get more into coaching or media in his post-playing career? Oh, that's a good question, man. Uh, Whitworth is—he definitely communicates really strong. So to see him in a booth or something would be awesome. Um, I would like. This is not supposed to be a shot necessarily, but to see him next to Siciliano <laughs> would be. The funniest thing in the universe to me, to see them in a booth together. So that's my vote. If he does go to media, I want it to be the Andrews. I want it to be Andrew Siciliano and Andrew Whitworth in the same booth because that would be hilarious. But also, if Whit was coaching, I think his presence on the sideline would be massive for this team. This one comes from John. In light of Rams' history of losing first-string receivers to injury, do we need more depth? Cup with the ACL in 2018-19, Cup with the ACL, uh, or Woods with the ACL in, uh, this season, and OBJ in the Super Bowl tearing his ACL. You know, man, I, injuries are so, like, they're not guaranteed, you know what I mean? So uh, that's a hard one for me to necessarily answer, but I think we have good depth there. I think that I'm getting way too much heat for bashing, or not bashing, I'm getting too much heat for giving heat <laughs> to Ben Skoranek, who just does not have as good enough hands to, to for being a wide receiver. I mean, that interception in the second half to start the, the Rams' first drive, that was his fault. You know what I mean? And then dropping that that pass against the 49ers, that stuff, you can't have that as a wide receiver. That He was in the end zone, drops the pass. He tips the ball up. like He, that's, he went with one hand when he could have easily just gone like this and... That kind of stuff cannot happen. So the depth, though, anything above that, because I'm not really big into Tutu Atwell either right now, uh, but to have Jefferson there and then OBJ Woods Cup, I mean, that's some good depth, and you're not going to really find that depth anywhere else. So, But you can't really count on injuries. You can't count on not injuries too, though, on the other side. Like, injuries are just part of it. Injuries happen, but you can't just, like, always be ready for them. It's not possible, you know? Next one here from John as well. How many more years of injury-free Pro Bowl-level performance do you do you expect from Aaron Donald? Man, that guy is, uh, he is athletic. Uh, he's only, he's 30, so he's like, what, three months older than I am, which makes me feel real cool about myself. But uh, I, it's hard to say, man, because Aaron Donald, now that he's like kind of reached that point where he, like, he, if, he if he walked away today, He's going to the Hall of Fame at 30 years old. Like, that's what he's at right now. 
that's that's tough to say because I don't know. Like I said, injuries are not guaranteed. You can't you can't count on injuries happening, but you can't count on injuries not happening as well. Aaron Donald's missed three games in his entire NFL career, and those were none of those were injury related. So I don't know. I would I would say that we can get we we could probably get another four out of this guy where he's just like playing at this absolutely insane level. But he's also not human. I'm pretty sure he's a space robot uh, sent to Earth to destroy quarterbacks. So I mean, it's hard to hard to really pinpoint anything on that one, man. Um, Aaron Donald is not like most other players, so it's so hard to compare. Uh, especially like D tackles. I mean, like a guy like Warren Sapp. I mean, Aaron Donald, he's way above guys like that. So I don't know. Athletically, I mean. Payo time again. Uh, what Rams player, past or present, would you trust to be president of the USA? All right. Um, Jordan Fuller, obviously. Jordan Fuller for president. Hashtag Jordan Fuller for president. Um, I say that a lot. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford, but also I don't understand or care about politics in the least, so I don't actually know what kind of go like what goes into it or what would make a good or bad president. I, I, I feel confident saying Jalen Ramsey, maybe not. <laughs> but other than that, man, I don't know. Matthew Stafford, Andrew Whitworth, I think those guys, like, the guys who are just, like, way too adult, you know what I mean? Like, guys that you know, can, like, can do their own taxes with no questions. Like, they can just sit down and just pump it out real quick, and they, like, they budget really well, you know? You get it. You get it. This one comes from uh, Luis. Locked on Rams podcast said that Tyler Higby is not a vital player for the Rams going through the next season. What are your thoughts about it? I love that you're like starting to start a rivalry between Rams showcase and locked on Rams. That's awesome. But that's not going to happen. Hey, eh? um, cause I support all the other podcasters, but to, uh, saying that Tyler Higby is not vital. I disagree with that. Um, I would actually love to, find this clip and and kind of see their reasoning behind it. I'm sure that there was some some purpose behind their comments and probably some more information as to why they would say he's not vital. I think that it makes sense that it like if I were to play like the devil's advocate of my own opinion here cuz I do think that Tyler Higby's a, a an important player is that we can see that when we went to Kendall Blanton um some other like as like Higby was not in there was other players that performed fine you know what I mean so and there's also Jacob Harris that we don't really know who he is yet or how how well he may or may not perform in the future I mean we didn't see a drop off though when when guys like Blanton were in so that I guess could be considered but I also think Higby is is a an extremely talented player man so I I think that that's got to be taken into consideration I think that he's probably if I were to say it right now, and some of you guys may disagree with this, but that's that's totally fine. I, I think that we can already say that Tyler Higby is, at worst, top two tight ends in Rams history of all time. I mean, that's that's going way back, you know what I mean? But I would personally, I would say he's probably probably the best tight end this, this team has ever seen in its history. You guys may disagree with that or not. Uh, that's fine, but that's kind of like look at the Rams' tight ends, though. I mean, we don't have like a history of like sick tight ends like some teams do. Next one here, again from Luis. Uh, this case is more personal than Rams related. What do you do to make new friends? I need some advice because before the COVID, I used to party every weekend, but now kind of lonely most of the time. First of all, man, I was not ready for this question. Okay, <laughs> um. I think I'm the worst person to ask this to, actually, because I myself, like, I 
I fill a lot of those voids because I can relate to this a little bit. I, I fill a lot of those voids with busyness. I have two jobs now. I do this. I, I try to just stay stay as busy as possible. What I can say is that for myself, I typically end up hanging out with people I work with the most. It's like uh, it'll be like a thing at work. And it'll just be like, hey, let's get a beer or something like that. And then it just kind of develops from there. But also, I will say that most of the people that I hang out with and and hit up on if I'm on a Friday night and I'm looking to to get lit or do something awesome, then I, I'm hitting people up that I've known for years, you know what I mean? Like, that I go way back with. I, I've got my buddy Eric I've known since I was in, like, third grade. Uh, my buddy Jackson I've known for, like, t- 11, 12 years, something like that. So that's kind of it for me. But like I said, man, I kind of go with uh, with people I work with. That's typically how it goes. And then I'll, like, leave that job and never see people again. So <laughs> that's kind of the way it works on my side. I... I I'll try to think of some more, man. I like, I, I like to like legitimate advice, but I don't actually. I don't think I have any. I think I'm the worst person to ask here because, like I said, I kind of fill that void with work and busyness and just trying to truck along, man. And yeah, but send me a message on uh, social media. Reach out to me, man. Uh, maybe I could get some more like nuggets for you, some more sweet knowledge nuggets that I can drop into your brain tank or something like that. Uh, yeah, just hit me up, man. At Sheriff Joe Bags at Ram Showcase. Let's head over to the Facebook page here. Uh, thank you to everybody dropping in these quesos, by the way. I do appreciate you guys. We do post uh, four, four quesos on the community tab on YouTube as well as Facebook. So make sure you guys are looking out for that if you guys want me to answer your queso. This one comes from Adrian. Did you have any doubts that McVay would return to, the, to coach the Rams? Or do you think that the rumors of him leaving were just leverage for him to get a well-deserved payday? Now, I'll be honest, man. I did not think he was leaving. I thought that the rumors were kind of baseless. Uh, 36 years old. I mean, I'll be honest. I would respect the hell out of that decision, though. Like, if he comes into this team who's, like, historically been not good, you know what I mean, and had, like, a, a string of just trash, he, he inherits a team that was 4-12 and 12 and did not do anything cool for, like, the previous 15 years, and he comes in and then makes the playoffs four out of five times, makes the Super Bowl twice, wins a ring, and then just pieces out, I would have mad respect for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. That's such a baller move. But I I did not think he was going to leave. I don't know. I, and I don't think that he purposely tried to leverage this for a pay raise. I think that he could have just gone to Stan and been like, dude, I've made the playoffs four out of five times. I made two Super Bowls and won one, man. Give me some more money. Make it eight and a half mil like a chump out here. Get laughed at by my peers, which probably isn't true. But... I think that either way, he could have just probably been like, I deserve a raise. This needs to happen now. We just want a ring. Second Super Bowl in team history. Can I get some more cash, please? You spent $7 billion on a stadium. Can I get more than eight and a half? You know what I mean? I think that that would have made sense. Next one here from Adrian. How does it feel to say the Rams are two times Super Bowl champions? Dude, feels mad crispy. I know that much. I've got a Super Bowl hat. It's up here if you guys are watching on YouTube. If not, then... Just imagine I'm pointing at an old Super Bowl hat from the year 2000. <laughs> and then I also have my new one over here. It might be blocked, uh, or it's over here somewhere, on my shelving. Dude, it's it's nice, man. It's like Obviously, this is something we've all wanted for quite a while. And uh, to actually see it come and, and happen, and that, that celebration moment, man. Uh, to, I don't know what you guys did, but I got drenched in champagne and got absolutely hammered. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what you guys did to celebrate, but I definitely did all that. And none of that would, well, 
I would have gotten hammered if we'd have lost, but I probably not the champagne. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 unbelievable. At the same time, man, it's like I celebrated that. I had like a week of like being like, man, this is amazing. But then I do Ram Showcase, and we started season seven last week. You know what I mean? Like this is episode two of season seven. So now we're just trucking along. We're in the off season. We're looking forward to to this next year. So it is as fun as it as it has been, and as cool as it is. I mean, we're just trucking forward, man. See how many of these puppies we can pound out before Ram Showcase just crumbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which hopefully is not anytime soon. So, oh man, feels good. Feels good. This one comes from Pete. Since the off season, how about a little sheriff bio? Like, where did Sheriff Joe Bags come from? How did you become a Rams fan? Maybe a little trivia, like, are you Tapatio or Cholula guy? <laughs> I like that ending there. Um, I am not going to dive into this right now. But what I am going to go ahead and do, the Rams Showcase six-year anniversary is next month. Maybe I can do, like, a little special video on a deep dive of Sheriff Joe Bags, the guy. You know, go under the ridgetop. You know, it kind of see behind the batch. <laughs> um, I like this, man. I, I really like this idea as, as far as like diving into into the brain of Sheriff Joe Bags himself. All right. So I will we'll do this as like a special thing, not as a fan queso. OK, so Peter or Pete. Sorry, I don't mean to up your name there. Um, I like this. I'm going to take this down. I'm going to write this segment out. I'm going to actually have something like a special thing for this um, because I've also had requests for studio tour as well. So maybe we can make that part of the six year anniversary as like a celebration. Uh, we've tried, we've done a celebration every single year. The first year was really, really cool. I had people call in. Uh, so we had like, it was all a fan segment thing. So maybe we could do something like that, but I, I really like this idea. So let's go ahead and um, I'll, I'll, I'll jot that down, man. And uh, we'll do something cool for that. Next one here from Clarence. Oh, I'll answer your Tapatio Cholula question. First of all, I'm more of a Texas Pete guy as far as like the sauces go. Uh, and also Louisiana hot sauce. All right. So uh, if I had to pick between these two, I'm a Tapatio guy. But those are like it's it's lower. It's lower than those uh, than Texas Pete and Louisiana. You know what I mean? All right. Hope you understand. <laughs> Clarence, uh, what does the Rams salary cap look like? Is it true that we'll have at least $40 million from Gurley, Goff, Brockers, Watkins off of the books? That is true. Uh, right now, what the salary cap looks like is the Rams are currently projected to be over the salary cap. And that's, I mean, obviously a little bit of a rough situation when you look at it like this. But the way that the the salary cap is looking right now, it looks like it's going to get bumped by a decent chunk. And that bump alone could make the Rams A-OK looking fine. But Andrew Whitworth may retire. Those might come off the books. You're right. Gurley, Goff, Brockers, Watkins, Deshaun uh, Jackson as well. He's off the books. So there's a lot of money that the Rams are about to free up. And then also, I mean, uh, you got to think that there's that not everybody's just going to like it's not just going to be free agents that just just don't come back. There's going to be guys that are cut that are currently under contract. Uh, names like Troy Reader come to mind, stuff like that. Of guys who would just that will just be like, all right, it's it's been real. Take it easy. Uh, I know that cutting Taylor Rapp uh, before before certain deadlines opens up like two point five million on the books. So there's a little there's options there and. What we found out from Les Snead and the Los Angeles Rams front office is that uh, the salary cap is a myth and it's made up and there's always a way to get under it. So 
the Rams will absolutely be able to play around a little bit and don't expect that the Rams are just quiet because they've spent in the past. Fully expect we're bringing in free agents. Other cool things are going to happen. All right. It's just the way it is. Couple here from uh, Adrian. Do you think that the OBJ ACL injury might have saved Robert Woods' roster spot next season? I'll be honest, man. I don't think Robert Woods' roster spot next season is in question. So, the the ACL for OBJ is extremely unfortunate. I what I do think that that means is that we could get OBJ on a little bit of more of an incentive based contract instead of just a guaranteed deal. So that could come into play if the Rams do end up bringing him back. But I don't think Robert Woods is in question, especially with the Super Bowl lead up where we kept hearing that, like like Andrew Whitwer said, Robert Woods is the L.A. Rams, you know? And, and when, when players are saying that, when coaches are talking that highly on a guy, I don't think that his, his future with the team is in question. With McVay coming back, do you think that this will have influence on Aaron Donald not to, to not retire? I don't think that that was actually ever a thing. Uh, very similar to the McVay rumors, I just don't... I never believed it. I did not buy it one bit that... Uh, that um, that Donald was going to retire. He's 30 years old, and uh, he's a competitor. I like. I don't know what he does outside of football. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that he... Because he's already back in the gym. Like, he's literally already prepping for next season. It is February. Who else is doing that in the NFL right now? Probably just Aaron Donald and, like, Mahomes, who's who we saw doing it as well. So, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. I don't think... I didn't buy that, though. So the connection, I don't think, is actually real. I think that he was always going to return no matter what. Last one here. Do you think that other teams will start to follow the Sneed F them picks mentality? I think we're already kind of seeing it, man. I think that we've seen the um, the Seattle Seahawks try it with Jamal Adams, which was a terrible decision. Why would you do that with a safety? I mean, you got to do it with, with impact players like wide receivers. We saw it with like Brandon Cooks. We saw it with Matthew Stafford. We saw it with... Uh, I th- was Watkins in that one, Sammy Watkins. I'm trying to remember all the like Jalen Ramsey. That's a good one. Um, I, I don't know. J- Jamal Adams was not a good one to for them to do that with. But I, I think that we will start to see that. I think that other teams are going to start to explore that there are other ways to build a team than just through the draft and take it five years. You know, you can like get guys that you know are going to fit in with your scheme and you know have been performers in the NFL and just bring them in and kind of just cultivate your own squad that way and do it fast. I mean, we saw what the Rams did from 4-12 and 12 pre-McVay, you know, BM b- before McVay, into now what we've seen, like, immediately went from 4-12 and 12 to 10-7, and seven, and now we're winning. We won 12 games in a Super Bowl this year, have been to a super, uh, another Super Bowl before. Like, it's other teams are absolutely going to start to follow this as well. And honestly, the way we're looking at it right now is we are not necessarily looking at a situation where the Rams are about to just crumble because a big chunk of this team is back next year. Like there are a decent number of free agents, but like look at the big names on that. It's OBJ and Von Miller, two teams that didn't two guys that did not start the season on the team. Darius Williams, who had a zero interception season as a starter at corner. So I mean that I think we're going to be okay. All right. That's that's the the whole point with that is I think that we're going to be okay. And I think that the way that this team is built is not just mortgaging the future to win today, similar to like how the Broncos did it when they went with Peyton Manning and, and, and did that. But also it's weird to me that the Rams get trashed for being for doing this right now. And the Broncos didn't get trashed for doing it with Peyton. And they're still recovering from that. So I don't know. First round picks are for suckers and only losers pick in the first round. And I think we can all agree on that. And 
Yeah, I think that other teams will start to adapt what uh, the Rams are doing because the Rams are definitely innovators right now as far as stadium goes, as far as the way you build your team, uniforms, everything about this team right now is is innovators. And uh, we're going to start to see other teams follow suit for sure. Thank you to everybody who dropped your fan quesos. Do genuinely appreciate you guys. Like I said, we post that every week. Uh, and Ram Showcase does continue all season long, all off season long. Uh, we might have a, a like a gap here or there, but you guys will definitely be included on those announcements. We won't, we won't just leave you guys in the dark, but it, uh, we will be doing Saturdays until further notice. So keep your eyeballs out on that one, uh, but uh, keep your eyes out on the post as well to drop your fan quesos. If you guys do want to drop a fan queso, you can also send a direct message to the Ram Showcase social media pages, and uh, you can get them in that way as well. Um, so and now that I have social media help, it might be a little easier for me to see those ones. But that is going to do it for me and Ram Showcase. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on your fa- all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Beggs on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Beggs. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.